0: To the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including some football. The senior bowl is tomorrow. I'll remind you what that is and why it matters. Some of the players we know best in this neighborhood will be among the participants. The Pro Bowl, NFL style, will be Sunday in Orlando. The Panthers had three guys named to that big game, but two of them will not participate. Remember that Luke Keekley guy chose to retire. Christian McCaffrey also part of it, but also will not play for different reasons. The NHL has its all-star weekend, including the big game tomorrow night in St. Louis. Jacob Slavin in for the injured Dougie Hamilton for Caniacs. Eric Stahl, former Kane, also will be in that big game, representing, of course, nowadays, the Minnesota Wild. If you're a tennis fan, you have the Australian Open. It is the first Grand Slam of the calendar year. Serena Williams is out, the greatest of all time, lost really, really early by her standards. Meanwhile, there's a 15-year-old American named Coco Golf who continues to suggest that she may just be the leader of the next generation in that sport. Y'all know the men's goats, Nadal and Djokovic and Federer. They are the top three seeds. They are still alive and kicking in that bracket. John Isner of Greensboro, North Carolina is among the Americans still standing. College Hoops is front and center for us. Nationally, the best teams I've seen so far include Kansas, Duke here in our backyard, Gonzaga, Baylor, Louisville of the ACC. Florida State's pretty darn good as well. And did you know, that it's not just the big three. According to the bracketologists, there's at least a fourth ACC team that is on the right side of the bubble as we speak. Many in our neighborhood will smile when they hear which of those ACC candidates is deemed to have a resume good enough for such things. We had a week filled with, among other things, the Baseball Hall of Fame announcement, Derek Jeter is in, Larry Walker is as well. Controversial candidates, Kurt Schilling and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens will have to wait at least one more year and may never get in. The NBA headlines included Zion Williamson's debut as the number one overall pick in this past NBA draft, the former National Player of the Year and one-and-done guy for the Duke Blue Devils, of course. Your Charlotte Hornets are in Paris, France as we speak and getting ready to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. In what is a night game over there, but and a matinee, if you will, here in the Eastern Time Zone back stateside, the Bucks and the Lakers keep leading the way in the NBA. The All-Star starters and captains were announced last night. We had a little bit on a lot of other things as well. Eli Manning, Tiger Woods, Antonio Brown for the wrong reasons, Ruffin McNeil for homecoming reasons. More on that in a little bit. Coach is going to drop by our show in the not too distant future. We have a little bit to discuss in a lot. Of different corners of the sports universe as we wait one more week remember for the super bowl if you planned your super bowl party for this sunday You might want to reissue those invitations. It is a two-week break, remember, between conference title games nowadays and Super Bowl 54 in this case. Niners against the Chiefs. We'll mix in some prop bets for those of you who find such things interesting. Today is free-for-all Friday. And if you're a longtime listener to The David Glenn Show, you may already know that that means... After Monday through Thursday, you follow our leads. Hall of Fame coaches, sometimes even presidents of the United States, drop by as guests on our program. Brooklyn Decker of actress fame, John Grisham, a recent guest, another huge sports fan known for his legal thriller novels. College hoops, football, basketball at the pro level as well, among our favorite topics. But Free For All Friday means we follow your lead. Monday through Thursday, more guests and a lot of busy signals if you try to dial us up. Every Friday, we carved it out long ago to allow for more of your statewide participation as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. Maybe you have the same things I just mentioned on your mind. You can steer us elsewhere if you like. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a complaint. It can be a prognostication. You can be next by dialing right now, 1-800-849-2761. Long ago. So, we were told, along with everybody else in sports radio, y'all talk too much about this and not enough about that. That was among the many reasons we created Free For All Friday. You could join us from Greenville, Wilmington, and many other great cities to our east. Asheville, Boone, out west. How about the Charlotte area, the Triad? Or, of course, right here in the Triangle and beyond, 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. I'll give you my what to watch in college basketball and the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, etc. cetera. We'll invite your questions and comments on the other side. We have leftovers from earlier in the week. The North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame announced a 12-person class of 2020 led by, among others, Julius Peppers, football superstar, Muggsy Bogues, basketball superstar in a pint-sized shape and form, Trot Nixon of the World Series champion, Boston Red Sox and Dirt Dogs, Mac Brown is going into yet another Hall of Fame, this won the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Everybody knows he's in his second tenure as the leader of the North Carolina football Tar Heels. He actually was briefly the head coach at Appalachian State here in our backyard as well, long, long ago. And if you recall, we... We actually built, just to give Zion Williamson something to aspire to as he begins his NBA career, we built, with your help statewide, the always knowledgeable David Glenn Show listeners, we built an all-time Duke in the NBA team. And whereas they don't have a Michael Jordan or even a James Worthy, for that matter, the way UNC does, Duke does have guys like many-time All-Stars. Kyrie Irving, still active in the NBA, of course. Grant Hill went to a lot of All-Star games in his long and illustrious career. We shook out and built out A Duke in the NBA all-time roster just to give Zion Williamson something to aim for. Some of the names surprised a lot of people. We can get back into that if you like. ACC football schedules were released this week. Many more around college football are coming soon. Of course, that season is far, far away. But among the headlines, some high school football coaches here in North Carolina do not like the college guys infringing on their Friday night sacred turf. That is not a new phenomenon, but the ACC with its TV partners did populate the schedule with a number of Friday games that upset some people here in the high school ranks and in North Carolina and in other states. It's not as much UNC and NC State taking each other on the day after Thanksgiving. That is a Friday, obviously. High school teams typically aren't playing on that day. It's other Fridays that for generations have been reserved mostly for high school football. I was happy to see App State and Wake Forest now have a date to play football again. That was a rivalry at one point back in the day, but rarely played lately. We were there in Boone a couple years ago when the Mountaineers and the Deeks got together. Good to see that they're getting together again in Winston-Salem this coming season. Duke and NC State. Used to play each other every year for your whole lifetime, it felt like, in football. Uh, Now, as members of opposing divisions in the ACC, of course, they are not automatically on each other's schedules. They are this year. Duke visits Carter-Finley Stadium. A couple of resumptions of longtime logical rivalries here in our backyard. Andrew has the Dean Dome on his mind. Lou has the NBA and GOAT status on his mind. You can be next with your question or comment. Eli Manning retired this week. At the age of 39, we gave him a Frank Sinatra-style New York New York tribute. Hope you didn't miss that one. Is he a Hall of Famer? That debate is still five years away by rule, but wouldn't it be nice for Eli if Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and some of his other contemporaries keep playing? Because, remember, then they would be on different ballots as first-timers than Eli will be five years from now. Brady turns 43 in August – Breeze is already 41. Rivers is 38 and just moved his family from California to Florida. Roethlisberger is about to turn 38. Eli at 39 has retired exactly as many wins as losses as a regular season NFL quarterback, and yet he is only one of five men that have two Super Bowl MVP trophies or more. That is a star-studded list of five, and for all of eternity, Eli Manning's name is among those five. That certainly boosts the Hall of Fame debate in your favor. We can dive back into that if you like. Antonio Brown spent last night in jail He is out now, but more negative headlines for him. We'll dive deeply into college basketball. My thoughts and yours as well. We're coming to your calls on the other side. Darren Vaught is the producer of this program. Intern Will will be the first voice you hear. He represents William Peace University. They are both rising stars in the broadcasting world, along with important contributors here at the David Glenn Show. NHL All-Star Game, Australian Open Tennis. Did you know that the U.S. Championships are right here in Greensboro, North Carolina, as we speak. If figure skating is your thing, get to the Greensboro Coliseum Complex now through Sunday. The World Championships depend in part on what is happening in Greensboro right now. Not usually a sports radio topic, but one more option for your sports viewing menu, in that case, in person. Around here, the Wolfpack is on the road at Georgia Tech in college basketball. Duke is off this weekend. Coach K has a national championship contender once again. Carolina at 8 and 10 is at risk of giving Roy Williams the only losing season he's ever experienced as a college basketball coach, assistant or head coach, Kansas or UNC. Heels are 8 and 10, dead last in the conference standings at 1 and 6 as they host Miami tomorrow at noon. Wake Forest hosts UVA on Sunday. I believe that is also a noon start. I will see. I don't get to Deeks games as often when they're near the bottom of the standings, but I will see many of my Wake friends out there in Winston-Salem on Sunday. 1-800-849-2761. I'll be taking in the Cavaliers as they visit the Deeks. UVA joins NC State and Virginia Tech and Syracuse as those tier two teams behind. Florida State, and Louisville, and Duke. Those three are making the NCAA tournament. I still think there's a half a dozen that believe they can build a resume in the ACC to get them there as well. What else am I watching statewide in college hoops? We'll get into that. Andrew and Lou and you can be next by dialing now, 1-800-849-2761. Free-for-all Friday phone calls ramp up on the other side. Ruffin McNeil has left the Oklahoma Sooners. Did you know why? I'll explain as we come to your calls next. Megan Rapino is joining us on The David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is The David Glenn Show. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. We're gonna go to Lou in Raleigh. Andrew is also in the triangle. Basketball is on their mind. The NHL All-Star game is tomorrow night in St. Louis. Football offers the Senior Bowl for College All-Stars tomorrow in Mobile, Alabama, and then the Pro Bowl for those NFL guys on Sunday in Orlando. College Hoops, to me, is front and center, but the Australian Open is heating up. Tiger Woods is making his first start of 2020 at Torrey Pines. Rory McIlroy and others are also in a star-studded field. He shot a 69 yesterday, Tiger did, so off to a pretty good start. The NBA offers the Hornets in Paris, France today against the Milwaukee Bucks, and we found out that once again LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo will be the team captains for the All-Star game. The starters were announced last night. They included Kemba Walker, former Hornet, now with the Boston Celtics. They rounded out that 10-man roster last evening with the announcement the coaches get to pick the rest of the team. That is not until next week. With basketball on our mind, let me go to Lou in Raleigh. Nationally, probably the best game of the College Hoops weekend is number one Baylor visiting Florida. Why do I mention that? Well, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on ESPN, the Bears of Baylor, who are the seventh different number one team in the AP poll. There has never been a college basketball season dating back for as long as anybody listening to this show has been alive, probably. There has never been a year where eight different teams held the number one ranking in the AP poll. Baylor is number one. Florida's a good basketball team at home. You think those fans are going to be jacked up tomorrow night? I would think yes. Yes that leaves open the possibility that if Baylor loses to Florida – It could be a number one that has already been there, which would leave us stuck on seven different number ones, or it could be a newcomer. We'll see. But Baylor at Florida is part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. We had the ACC Big Ten Challenge earlier this year. It's the Big 12 SEC Challenge that offers some of the best matchups of the national schedule. Kentucky is at Texas Tech, I would argue, the other best matchup in that midseason extravaganza. Closer to home, you know we have a little bit of everything right now. Coach K has a roster good enough to challenge for another national championship. Does that mean they'll win? Not automatically. Long way to go, but he's got the horses. The other end of the spectrum, Carolina and Wake are struggling badly. Wake fans sadly have become used to that. Carolina fans, not so much. Heels are 8 and 10 as they host Miami. Freshman Cole Anthony says he'll be back soon, but he did not yet, not that I've seen, pick a game that he will be back in uniform for the Tar Heels. Can he make a difference? Yes. How big a difference? Who knows? Wolfpack fans among those interested because State hosts Carolina on Monday night. State is at Georgia Tech tomorrow. The Yellow Jackets, remember, one in Raleigh earlier this year against Kevin Keats' team. The State folks were without two of their best players in that game. They are, what I mentioned earlier, The fourth team, say Joe Lenardi and some of the other bracketologists, in his case from ESPN, we all know that not only will Florida State, Louisville, and Duke get in. Duke right now would be projected as a two seed. Florida State and Louisville would be projected as three seeds. So they're in the top 10 of the national rankings. They're viewed as two or three seeds. The question is, is a league that has averaged eight NCAA tournament bids over the last four years as a larger 15-team conference. It hasn't always been that, obviously. Will it be stuck on three? Well, right now, most of the bracketologists say that the only one beyond the big three that has a resume that would get them in is Kevin Keith's NC State Wolfpack, our guest Monday after the pack went to Charlottesville and beat Tony Bennett's Cavaliers. I like, you know, I've liked the Wolfpack all season long as an NCAA tournament caliber team. They got to go to Georgia Tech and win those kinds of games, and then wouldn't it be nice... They host Florida State, host Duke, and host Louisville in the month of February, State does. So we'll see what happens. Georgia Tech is front and center. Carolina on Monday night for the Wolfpack. Just remember, those three big games loom at PNC Arena for Kevin Keats' squad. Some other ACC teams don't even have opportunities like that, especially on their home court. State gets all three opportunities. Now, nobody expects you to win all three, but on Selection Sunday, if you're near the bubble and you beat one of those three opponents, that is a whopper of a win, especially on the road, but even if you beat them at your place. Lou, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Uh,
1: yes, thank you, David. I just want to get your opinion with LeBron getting ready to pass Kobe on the scoring list. Yeah, He's actually eight on assist all time. Um, the only people above him are point guards. I just wanted your opinion where you see him as possibly being the best NBA player of all time.
0: I would put him in my starting five all time. I would not catapult him past Michael Jordan just yet. All, you know, obviously LeBron is not only still playing, he's still playing as if he were a young man. I mean his, his efficiency at his age is off the charts. Not just Michael's six NBA titles, but that does matter. Team success carries some weight but Michael's long-term body of work as a leader, as a clutch player, as not only a spectacular player offensively and a clutch player at that end, but one of the better defensive players in the NBA for a long, long time. Now, LeBron is not as much of a defender as he once was, but he's got a mix of offense and defense. To be one of the greatest of all time in the history of that sport, you better be good at both ends or great, ideally, at both ends. So, no, I don't have LeBron as my goat just yet. Michael Jordan has been that goat in my eyes since at some point in the 1990s. And there are other worthy candidates to mention in the conversation. But for now, MJ remains number one for the foreseeable future. I think MJ is number one. LeBron is adding to his amazing body of work. To my surprise, he still has a lot of critics. There are some who roll their eyes at the idea of LeBron James being even in the starting lineup, you know, the top five of all time. And it does get interesting. I'm not saying, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar deserves a lot of respect, and there are many others. Go position by position. I would want Michael in my starting five. I would want LeBron in my starting five. We could argue about the rest, but no, LeBron has not yet reached the top of the mountain in my eyes. Andrew is in the triangle and I think has college basketball on his mind. Welcome to Free For All Friday. You can join us from wherever you are in North Carolina or listening around the world online. 1-800-849-2761. We have the matters of the week that was on our mind, the highlights of the weekend to come in sports, and we take as many of your calls as we can every Friday. Andrew is next on Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, Andrew, what's going on? Hey, hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. So I've got a little conspiracy theory on uh, Carolina basketball's four seasons. All right. So I thought it was surprising this year when they gave uh, the court to Roy Williams before he'd actually surpassed Dean Smith's record. Uh, so I assume yeah. the program would think, you know, they could win nine games and surpass his record and they'd, it'd be a big tribute to the court maybe there's a little uh, curse to dean Dumb on on Roy Williams season this year he hadn't quite made it yet he tied it up and they've had to losses. the go- ball the gods of basketball are frowning you see you see that andrew i mean he you hear you get his point here right coach roy williams finally caught his beloved mentor dean smith and then man they've lost a lot of ball games including to some lesser opponents at home, with Roy Williams' name now officially on the court. Now, I I think it was a broader honor than just catching Dean Smith in the win total, but I I respect your theory. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy 99 times out of 100. Uh, I think the Tar Heels problems start with less talent than they usually have and continue with more injuries than they usually have but you're connecting the dots in a way that maybe have the basketball god smiling. I don't know. They are stuck with Dean Smith and Roy Williams tied on the all-time wins list. And Coach Williams has joked over the years about holding Dean Smith in such high regard. He doesn't even like, he has said on our show, he doesn't even like his name being said in the same sentence as Dean Smith. He truly reveres Dean Smith as a person, as a basketball coach, and in every other way. I don't think... If you had to guess, Darren Vaught, you pointing more toward less talent than usual or the basketball gods are frowning on the Smith Center? All right. So technically, if we're going based on Andrew's theory, Roy Williams court was given that name prior to last season. And, you know, Tar Heels had a pretty, pretty good year and certainly not. Uh, scary enough to to threaten with maybe the first losing record of Roy Williams's coaching career. Did the Sports Illustrated cover jinx kick in right away, or is there sometimes a delay before you know the roof caves in? You know, it's maybe fun- there was a one year delay, <laughs> and Roy Williams court the basketball gods. Maybe they need some time. Maybe they just need. Maybe a little. they do. I, to my knowledge, no Sports Illustrated magazine cover ever needed much time. Not a year, for sure. It was just a boom. Yeah. So that's it just the curse. Immediately happens. Yeah, I'm 99 times out of 100. Whatever you're trying to understand in a lot of sports, certainly including college basketball, it starts with talent, man. And I know some people roll their eyes. Oh, Roy doesn't have as many McDonald's All-Americans. He doesn't have as many prep stars. He doesn't have as many. Or, or, or sometimes they'll say, well, he still has five-star guys and four-star guys. Why is he all the way down there at last place in the ACC? You could actually make an argument that they shouldn't be last. Like, they're not the only ones that do not have an overflow of ACC caliber talent. And several others are at least in the middle of the pack with middling talent. When you look at UNC's basketball history, or even just the 17 years under Roy Williams, there is no doubt about it. There are times where Roy Williams has had 10 top 50 high school recruits on his roster. He has two right now. So, you know, I, I get where the naysayers are coming from. They're basically saying, hey, Roy, welcome to the real world. You got to try to figure out a way to win without having... So much more talent than everybody else. Nobody's feeling sorry for Roy Williams in the ABC crowd. But is it accurate to say that he has far less talent than he usually does? Yes, it is accurate to say that. Does he have fewer future NBA players than he usually does? It's not a close call, folks. He's had teams that had as many as eight future NBA players on it. You only have 13 scholarship players. He's had teams seriously... Where more than ten guys made a living in professional basketball—not all in the NBA, mind you—but if you if you come from a school that sometimes has eight future NBA dudes on the roster, and sometimes ten or eleven future pros, you know, making money overseas in some cases, in the NBA, in the other cases, that's what a stocked cupboard is all about. That's what makes UNC basketball one of the blue bloods in the history of the sport, along with Duke and Kentucky and Kansas and some others, right? When you have less talent, you're probably not going to win as much. I think talent explains why the Tar Heels, and we told you this summer, UVA and UNC were going to take massive steps backward. I did not predict this kind of massive step all the way to last place. But... You were fooling yourself if you didn't think UVA and Carolina were going to come back to the middle, right? The Cavaliers lost three of the most important players in the history of the program, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, and DeAndre Hunter. I mean, they were that good. You don't lose three of the best players in the history of your school all in the same year, all to the NBA, and then just, like, not feel a bump in the road. It doesn't happen that way. So UVA's near the bubble. That's more easy to understand, Carolina has truly crashed back to earth. If you have one or two future NBA players instead of eight, you're not going to be as good. <laughs> if you have one or two top 50 high school recruits instead of like eight or nine or 10, you're probably not going to be as good. And if your transfers don't work out the way you thought, Justin Pierce, Christian Keeling, et cetera, you know, that was a massive dis- disappointment led by, the injury to Cole Anthony continuing with less talent than usual and then con- continuing beyond that with the most man games lost he's going to cross this threshold soon the most man games lost to injury in any of Roy Williams 17 seasons in Chapel Hill and again i get it those ca- most carolina fans want to use these things as quote explanations most abc anybody but carolina fans call them excuses Whatever you want to label them, they're accurate. They're all real, and they're all contributing to what is a debacle of a season so far. We'll see if Cole Anthony's return whenever it happens. He says soon. Does that mean tomorrow against Miami? Usually Roy asks you to practice a little bit more than just jumping right back into game frame. Does it mean Monday night when the Tar Heels visit NC State? Is that too quick? They originally said four to six weeks when he had his knee surgery were... Past the five-week mark, I think, right about now. So he says soon on his social media accounts, for those who missed it, he has said he is not just unplugging his college career to protect his multimillionaire NBA draft lottery status. So he's returning to the Tar Heels. The the Tar Heels just have a schedule remaining combined with an ugly 8-10 and record that makes it virtually impossible for them to build an NCAA tournament at-large type resume. Of course, there is... An automatic bid that goes to the winner of the ACC tournament. because the Tar Heels be dangerous enough by Greensboro when we all go there for this year's ACC tournament? Could the Tar Heels, as like the last seed or one of the last seeds, be better enough by March that they could make a little run or make a long run? Unlikely, but The glass-half-full Carolina fan is keeping that in the back of his or her mind. 1-800-849-2761. More college basketball on the other side. More of the week that was. Zion Williamson, Eli Manning, Kevin Keats' visit. Serena Williams is out at the Australian Open, but Coco Golf at 15 years old is kind of grabbing the baton for the American women. Tiger Woods is golfing again. Ruffin McNeil has come home to the state of North Carolina. He just spent the last three years with the guy he once mentored, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma head coach, hired Coach Ruff as his assistant head coach. Ruffin McNeil has left the Sooners, and he has returned home to North Carolina. I'll tell you why as we come back to your calls. Brent and you can join us at 1-800-849-2761. Next on The David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh?
1: Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo U and Agriculture U. I remember walking in the press conference saying I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no
0: culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Lines are open. It is the easiest day. Frankly, it's the only easy day to get in by phone. Each week on the David Glenn Show, Monday through Thursday, more guests, more of my crazy rants and musings. Every Friday we cor- carve out more time for you. Why? Since we went syndicated and statewide about a decade ago, we were told it's hard to get in by phone. You get busy signals all the time. We rectified that with Free For All Friday. Brent wants to talk more college basketball. You can join us with your question, your comment, your complaint. It is Pro Bowl and Senior Bowl weekend in football. It is All-Star Weekend for hockey fans. Eli Manning has retired from the New York Giants. Luke Kuechly has retired from the Carolina Panthers. Antonio Brown is not retired, but did spend last night in jail. The Chiefs and the 49ers is still nine days away. Remember, it is a week from Sunday. You can be next. College basketball is front and center. Baseball Hall of Fame, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame both had their class of 2020 announcements earlier this week. one 800 849 Two seven six is two seven six one is your ticket into the program. More on Tiger Woods, Eli Manning, Serena Williams, Antonio Brown, and the one thing I promised as we go to Brent and you one 2761 Ruffin McNeil was born and raised here in North Carolina. He is one of the most popular guests we have had in the history of the David Glenn Show. And yesterday, it became public that Coach Ruff, who is not an old man, he is 61 years old, so a lot of coaching left in him, it was announced that he is leaving the Oklahoma football program. I communicated with Coach Ruff over the last 12 or 18 hours or so and he wants everybody to know a couple things one he is not retiring from coaching he's too young to retire he loves coaching he's motivated by helping young men become the better versions of themselves both as football players or as anyone who knows coach ruff would i think uh, vouch for He's genuine, authentic, and serious when he talks about wanting and caring about molding them as young men as well. Frankly, I'm not a young man, and he's helped mold me in the couple of decades that I have known him. He played at ECU. He was the Pirates' head coach. There was a lot of division, remember, when he was let go as the head coach of the Pirates. And he was hurt personally, I think about some of the details of the way his own alma mater treated him. But he's still a state of North Carolina guy. As we come to Brent and Tim and you, 1-800-849-2761. He is leaving Oklahoma. This is not like a leave of absence. So Lincoln Riley has already announced the Sooners head coach and longtime friend of Coach Ruff. They're replacing Coach McNeil. So the Sooners are moving on. It's not like Coach Ruff is just coming back for a little while. Two, he is going to coach again. He's only 61. It's who he is. It's what he does. He's not ready for retirement from coaching yet. And three, this was not obvious in some of the public articles that I saw yesterday. Ruff is not coming home or leaving the Sooners for a bad reason. He is coming home because he wants to take care of his own father. His own dad is 85 years old, lives here in North Carolina, again, where Ruff was born, and is in declining health. And Coach Ruff, a family man to the core, his wife Erlene their children, he talks about it all the time. My wife calls and McNeil a, a ray of human sunshine, and anyone who's heard him as a DG show Hall of Famer over the years understands exactly what she's talking about. He is one of the most popular guests in the history of our show, as we come to your calls, quick reminder, in his three years as assistant head coach to Lincoln Lincoln Riley at the Oklahoma Sooners program, do you know what they did together? 12-2 and two, all three years. College football playoff appearances all three years. Big 12 championships all three years. I mean, it, it is just a, a crown jewel for Ruffin McNeil's resume as again he is not retiring but he is back in our great state and he appreciates he told me to tell everybody the many well wishes that he received once the news broke yesterday and into today brent welcome to the david glenn show we are following your lead on free for all friday go right ahead hey how you doing great man what's going on uh
1: carolina nation i got a couple of quick points to make real quick and uh it it doesn't sit pretty with me but I understand the lack of talent this year in the injury. It happens, you know, so we just got to bear with it. I'm more disappointed in Roar, to be honest with you. You know, I'm a diehard Carolina fan. I lived through the Dean Smith ages. Dean Smith would have the same team, and we wouldn't be in this situation. So I think it kind of, you know, illustrates the difference between Dean Smith and Roar Williams. As great the as the coach of Roar Williams is, unfortunately he's not Dean Smith, uh, mediocrity just wouldn't be accepted, and then basically he just would have changed his complete concept around and just made the team play a completely
0: different way. When you say Dean would have a different team, do you mean different like they would be ten and eight instead of eight and ten, or do you mean you know they would be in, you know in the top five in the ACC?
1: I think they'd be in the top five in the ACC, ten and eight. I'm looking at more like you know maybe a, a twelve and six something like that, but you know, he's had plenty of teams in the past where we had less talent and he can, you know, just make them play up to the best of their abilities and still have a winning record, but this year what we're seeing right now, I mean, I understand we have a lack of talent, but I mean, you can still play hard and just maybe change the philosophy a little bit. And if you don't have the team to run up and down the court, just slow it down and and, and make it a half-court game and see what you can get out of that.
0: I appreciate the call, Brent. I can go halfway to your conclusion, but not all the way. And I covered Dean Smith, and I watched all those teams. And obviously, it is a different league now, 15 deep instead of eight deep back in the day for at least most of the time that Dean Smith was coaching the Tar Heels. You could talk me into the idea. That the Tar Heels would be 10 and 8 instead of 8 and 10 under Dean Smith. And it's mainly because the Tar Heels let two games get away recently with just bad late game execution. In other words, it's one thing to have a lack of talent, it's another thing to just botch a lead late. They had a 10 point lead with two minutes to go at home against the Clemson Tigers. And that forever streak. Clemson, remember, 0 59 all time on their trips to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels in men's basketball. Zero for 59. Dean Smith is not letting a 10 point lead get away in the final two minutes. And, and frankly, Roy Williams agreed with that assessment, not word for word, but he threw himself on the sword in the postgame press conference when he said, I didn't even remind my team. He claims that he forgot to remind his team that he likes to foul in a certain situation. At that point, they were only up three, the Tar Heels. But rather than giving your opponent the opportunity for a three-point shot, many coaches believe you should foul there. You know, force him to try to hit free throws and get an offensive rebound rather than what happened. Amir Sims, who's a pretty good three-point shooter for Clemson, you know, got lost. Garrison Brooks, who's a smart player, was not out at the three-point line guarding Amir Sims, and sure enough, Sims got a pretty good look. Sims made it, and it goes to overtime, and the Tar Heels, of course, end up losing in overtime. Similarly, the Tar Heels led the whole way at Virginia Tech. They have a talent deficit clearly compared to Florida State, Louisville, and Duke. I don't think the Tar Heels have a significant talent deficit compared to the rest of the ACC, so I wouldn't think they'd be you know, number four where the Wolfpack is right now, for example, or UVA, Virginia Tech, Syracuse. They're all kind of in that mix right there in the conference standings. So you could talk me into the idea that Roy let two wins get away that shouldn't have gotten away. Not just Roy, but poor execution by his players really boneheaded mistakes by some of his players late in those games against, you know, Virginia Tech's a middle of the ACC team. Clemson's maybe at best a middle of the ACC team. There's a great chance, frankly, the Tigers probably will not make the NCAA tournament. The Hokies right now are not projected to make it. They have a shot, maybe a better shot than Clemson does. But when you're losing that way after holding nice leads without executing down the stretch... I think even Roy Williams would agree with you that 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 is worthy of consideration and that maybe the legendary Dean Smith would not have let those games get away against some of the better opponents. I don't think Dean Smith would have had much of a chance, just like I don't think Roy Williams without Cole Anthony has much of a chance either. 1-800-849-2761. Tim has hoops on his mind. Sean has football on his mind. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint by dialing 1-800-849-2761. A historic streak is in the headlines somewhere in the sports world, something I've never seen before, and it's only happened a few times ever. That headline with more of your calls and a college football coach that we know well just got a long, lucrative contract extension through 2026. More on those stories with more of your free-for-all Friday phone calls next. I don't want those damn Dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hating. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by 100. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. More on the week than was and what is a pretty solid sports weekend that awaits us. Sean in Fayetteville has a great topic on his mind. Todd wants back in on college basketball and the struggling Tar Heels. Tim has the Kansas-Kansas State brawl of this week in college hoops on his mind. Let's go to Sean. The Super Bowl is still nine days away. There are a lot of redemption stories mixed in there, coaches and players. Sean, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, David. Uh, it's Shoshana Sean Weekly listener, first-time caller. Good to have you with us. I'm a lifelong San Francisco 49ers fan. I hated former Seattle Seahawks Richard Sherman for years.
1: Now I love him. <laughs> Can you think of a better example of a player going
0: on to play for his former team's rival? Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. Oh, that's a good question. I'll tell you this, you know, as a neutral observer, I didn't hate Sherman when he was with the Seahawks. I'm not in love with him for the 49ers. I admire the heck out of his redemption story because for those who forget, number one, this is a guy who tore his Achilles, right? And whereas things got weird when legendary corner Darrell Revis recently called out, did y'all see this? Called out Richard Sherman. Now, (laughs) I... (laughs) Greatness is hard enough in the world to come by that it actually saddens me when one great calls out another great. Like, why can't we just appreciate your different variations of greatness? Greatness is really freaking hard. The the Twitter tough guys in the world probably have never accomplished anything of significance in their lives. And that's why I think when you recognize greatness, rather than looking for a reason to take a pot shot, in in Darrell Rivas' case, it was... He would move with the best receiver, whereas Richard Sherman, and this is true, Richard Sherman almost always stays on the same side of the field. So, you know, Darrell was more up to the challenge and would go left side, right side, or whatever. I mean, all hail Darrell Revis. I mean, he Revis Island, right? I mean, he was an incredible man-to-man defender. I'll just give you one, one fact, and it was so poorly timed, Revis and his tweet anti-Richard Sherman. The catch that Devontae Adams had on Sherman in the AFC or uh, the NFC title game was the only ball that traveled 20 or more yards in the air all year that Sherman gave up the catch on. The only one. That's an insanely good year and deserves praise, not cheap shots. We're back at The great difference between sport and capital E entertainment and capital S sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.